This is Trav Johnson with the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. You can follow us at accessstory.com or you can follow me at travjohnson.com. In today's conversation, I'm chatting with Hannah about narrative formation, an approach to faith formation where we're invited to allow God's big story to inform our questions of identity, purpose, and priorities. Hannah has recently made use of our first Story Bites resource, and I wanted to hear more of her experience with this approach. Here's a grab from our conversation. And then to hear them engage with it through their, their leaders who put in a lot of time, those male leaders who put in a lot of time with them, and then share some of their story yeah, okay. in a safe setting. I mean, they chat, they chat, yeah, they're yeah. friends, they get along, it's fine. Yeah. But then to actually get deep yeah. for those boys is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. In a safe space around story. Yeah. Um, that was just, for me, that stood out because I know them as yeah. the loud, you know, lads at the back and they're capable of this. Somehow the waiting of Advent gets lost in the Christmas rush. We know what it can be like in churches, schools, or even around the family meal table. Unless we slow down in God's story, there are other stories that will consume our attention and they can rob our joy. That's why we recommend you check out the Bible Project's Advent Word series. These guys do an excellent job of bringing us back to the story that matters through their online videos. Go to thebibleproject.com and suss it out. We've also developed a free resource that complements their work. You can go to accessastory.com, click on the banner, and we'll send you our free Advent Story Pack. That's accessastory.com. So today I'm wanting to talk about narrative formation, and we've included Hannah in this conversation once more. Welcome, mm-hmm. Hello. Hannah. Yes. Um, and uh, the reason that I'm talking about this is because there's a particular point in my journey as a youth pastor where I got tired of seeing blank stares come back at me <laughs> whenever I you know, give a like a devotion or a, try to engage people in the uh, in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I. Um, uh, yeah, came across some some guys who were experimenting with storytelling. They also uh, did some experiential learning practice mm-hmm. um, with their with their youth ministries. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, what I observed, and also what I experimented with, I began to see just a shift yeah. in how people participated in the process of learning, mm-hmm. rather than me just standing up and, and teaching. And so that's yeah. been formative for me. Yeah. And I wanted to unpack that a little bit. Um, with you because I know that you've uh, done some stuff recently. In fact, you uh, did a review on Tan Squared Youth Ministry on the resource, the pilot resource Mm. that we developed with Access to Story as well. So um, just looking forward to this conversation. Before Mm. we jump into it, Mm. I wanted to quote from uh, a good friend of mine, Chris Fongsby, uh, who wrote the book Story, Science and Sacred rhythms around this idea of narrative formation. He he said this, the narrative (coughs) approach of youth ministry allows for and is receptive to unique contributions, personal preferences and creative thought. Models of ministry that don't take a full-orbed entire narrative perspective are models that are simply doing an injustice to God's mission and objective to restore the world to its intended wholeness. And he says, you can't take a series of cool sounding verses from the book of Micah, one verse from the Gospels, a passage from Paul's epistles, or even the Great Commission and build an entire model for ministry. An effective ministry model begins at the beginning and ends. So it begins at the beginning and ends well 
at the beginning, God's mission. Um, and so as I've been experimenting with storytelling and experiential learning, it's helped me begin to understand there's actually a... Um, it's helpful for us to understand the whole story of God in order for us to understand our lives and where we fit mm. here in this world. And mm-hmm. Folmsby's done a great <clears throat> job of you know, prompting some thinking for me yeah. in that. Um, and so my risk personally is that I get caught up on the uh, on the theory uh, <laughs> and uh, like to talk about that and, yeah. and think about how it intersects with um, things like narrative therapy and psychology <laughs> and all that sort of stuff. Right, good. But, so, but I wanted to make sure that we that you keep me accountable in this conversation, <laughs> that we land it and, and start to think, well, what are some of the pros and cons in yeah. the, the shift from just, you know, giving a nice little thought and devotion to being intentional about seeing yep. formation happen through the story of God yep. and people uh, interacting with that process yep. as well. So um, so that's kind of yeah, uh, cool. hopefully sets up our conversation. What about your journey? When you think mm. of narrative in your own spiritual formation, yep. what comes to mind? How has this been important for you? Um well, I love stories. I've always loved stories. Like I've said in a previous podcast, I love reading. I love books. Um, I love hearing other people's stories. Um, I just remember being at my grand's and going through her china cabinet and hearing the story of each piece in that china cabinet oh, as great. we cleaned it out. Yeah. Um, I just love like background and that sort of thing. So um, I think narrative, particularly biblical narrative, um, allows for creativity with the people who are delivering the story but also those who are hearing it. Yeah. Um, because <clears throat> it's different every time you hear a story, which is why we come back to books we've read before. We'll mm. read them again because mm. we might see something different or feel something different or yep. relate to a different character. Our different life way. stage might be different. Exactly. Yep. If you're older, you, you, yep. you know, done things differently now. Sure. But um, I think the same applies for the Bible. So yeah. every time you read something, it's going to be different. Again, it might be the same words on yep. the page, but yeah, what you get out of it is different. So, um, yeah, biblical narrative is this for me. It reveals something fresh every time I either read it to somebody or have it read to me yep. Um, yep. or discuss that or that yep. sort of thing. Yeah, I yep. like the the differing perspective, I suppose, you might get the next time around. So one of the things that um, one of the illustrations we've given uh, in the past uh, that I've given in mm. different contexts in the past is sometimes people look at the Bible like a, uh, like a wristwatch. Yeah. Okay. Um, where you know we we put it on, uh, we we apply it to our to our wrist to our lives, yeah. and we look at it whenever we need to know um, okay. th- the time. And so it kind of we, we kind of yeah, check right. it, um, and it's and it like it, it helps helps us measure our lives. Yeah. Um, and uh, some, but another way of looking at it, it's like an engagement ring, like a diamond engagement oh, ring, yeah. where you hold it up to the light, and there's a there's yeah. a different facet every time. That's cool. You um, you look at it. Yeah, I like and, that. Um, so when when you're speaking, it, it just helped me. It reminded me about that. Yeah. That uh, so uh, the idea that uh, there's something new, mm. uh, there's something different to discover. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and I think that it, it's almost like. We do an injustice when we limit it, limit the biblical narrative yeah. to our own our own ends, yeah. rather than lifting it up mm. in community and, and starting to think in terms of okay, how's this person viewing this? Yeah. In what ways is God speaking into yeah. that person's life? How, what can I learn from that person? Yeah, and sometimes you might not have thought of something until they say it, yeah. even though you've read that same passage yeah. or verse or whatever a thousand times. Yeah. 
all you have to hear is their perspective and you're like, what? Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. And so it's moments like that that yeah. kind of drive me around yeah. this conversation with narrative formation mm. uh, because it's what I'm learning as well. Mm. Um, why is it important for you? Why has a narrative approach been important for you, Hannah? Um, particularly in a youth context for us, I like it because it covers all learning styles. Mm. So you've got those who... Uh, like auditory learners or those who are kinetic ones or yeah. like it just covers everybody's sort of preference, I suppose, or their skill set even. Yeah. Um, and I think for young people, particularly with the way the education system's going, that's important because that's what they do at school. So that's we need their to experience offer that. Is. So yeah. there's almost an expectation. Yeah. yeah, that they'll get everything and anything yeah. and be able to chop and choose basically, yeah. Um, yeah. which is fair enough because yeah. I quite like that anyway. It's flexible and adaptable that mm. way. Mm. Um and that suits leaders as well because not all leaders, you know, are great at writing. Sure. But they're great at communication yep. verbally or whatever it might be. So yep. I think that's quite um, quite good. And I think narrative as well um, because you're just using the Bible essentially, yeah. it's quite budget-friendly. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> Realistically. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, for us as a youth ministry, we've got a budget but it's not, you know, grands and grands. Yeah. Um, so it fits really well in what we can do, what we can manage, what we've already got on hand. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that, as you're speaking, it makes me think about uh, the way that young people participate mm. uh, in learning as well. So uh, this is a, uh, maybe a weird example, but there's so many examples of YouTube mashups yeah. where people retell their experience or re- rewrite yeah. you know, a, a news article or a, or a celebrity's experience or whatever. Um, and so there's a sense where there's a... Uh, a, a learning that happens in the retelling yes. of, of the story. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's something significant about that, I think, when people are invited to, to retell it in their own words, in their own way. Yeah. Um, and, and what's interesting, again, I think in the context of community, uh, when, things, <laughs> when things go awry, uh, if there's like some weird idea that comes <laughs> out of it, uh, the context of community uh, actually helps correct that, which yeah. has been great that mm. I've found as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, so that's um, so that idea of participation yeah. has been significant when you uh, when you're mentioning uh, what I guess what young people are expecting yeah. as well, um, and the fact that uh, it's budget friendly is also. <laughs> I love it. Somehow the waiting of Advent gets lost in the Christmas rush. And we know what it can be like in churches, schools, or even around the family meal table, unless we slow down in God's story. There are other stories that will consume our attention and they can rob our joy. That's why we've developed a free story pack to help you gather your group around the Christmas narrative. Our four interactive group sessions complement the Bible Project's Advent Word series and will create genuine moments for your group, class, or family to be still in God's story this Christmas. Go to accessastory.com, click on the banner, and we'll send you our free Advent Story Pack. That's accessastory.com. Back to Hannah and how she dealt with some of the pushback that came through implementing a narrative approach. But you have experienced some pushback at times yeah. with this approach. Yep. Um, tell me something about that. What, what's that look like and how have you responded um, to that? Yeah, I guess narrative is different because we are not necessarily a storytelling culture anymore. You mean like Australian just in culture, gen- yeah. just in general, just in like general. Western kind of yeah, culture? Yeah, Western's not really ever been that necessarily, yeah. Um, yeah. but Australian white Australian specifically, yeah. not really ever done that. Yeah. Um, and there's a little bit of a shift towards that as we embrace other culture, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but so not, and this isn't through nobody's fault, but not everybody gets it. 
yeah. essentially. Yeah. Um, storytelling is different. Yeah. You know, you go to school and you do it as an assignment. Yeah. It's not my life, yeah. essentially. Kind okay. of, it's abstract, I suppose. And so, mm. um, but that's okay because God will still work mm. in whatever we are able to grasp. Mm. Um, and there's no set structure, which I think scares people a little bit as yep. well. Yep. And I, I'm all for structure. I love plan, yep. um, you know, diaries and schedules and all yeah. that kind of thing. And storytelling doesn't necessarily fit a mould. Yeah. I mean, there might be a resource or a curriculum, yep. but it's so fluid that you don't even have to go to there. Yep. You just pull out the story and then run with it essentially. And that yep. is a bit scary for people who need or are used to yeah. A, B and C yep. by 9.30. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and also it doesn't always lend itself to I am the leader of the group. Yeah. Let's all discuss the questions that I've got in front of me and I'll help you find the answers. Yep. It sort of lends itself more to we are in this together. I don't have all the answers. I may not ever have the answers, but let's try and find them together. Yeah. We're kind of discovering together. Not everybody likes that either. Yeah. They like to, well, they may not even like being the leader of the group, but that's what they're used to. Yeah. They're used to being the point of reference for Johnny, Sally and Sarah. Yeah. Um, whereas actually we're doing it together, mm. which is a bit off-putting, I think, sometimes as well. Mm. Yeah. One of the things that um, we've found helpful in response to that is trying to at least provide people with frameworks to, mm. to go by. So there's a process yeah. that they try and, you know, if they're running a small group, yeah. um, they, they help the group retell the story. Um, they invite them into wondering about it through open-ended questions and they begin to explore how this story intersects with our story so yeah. they connect it. So we use that framework, remember, when yeah. they connect in a small group situation. Yeah. And the reason I give that is that's an example of a framework that we give to help those of us who are going, actually, what now? Well, what, what, where do I go with this? <laughs> yes. um, uh, but it's also um, what I've found as well is if the framework's helpful, but um, what I've found is if uh, even though there's a risk uh, in me not knowing where this is mm. going to go, if I've demonstrated that I'm going to trust, actually I'm going to trust the Holy Spirit yeah. to lead us through this, that can often be empowering for a young person who... Yeah is wondering whether they have permission to speak in yep. or not. Have you found that to be true? So my, I guess my question mm. my question is around how have you responded to um, some of the challenges? Yeah. Um, and I've already primed the answer by going, well, one way is we <laughs> provide frameworks. Yeah. Um, uh, and the outcome that, that I've seen mm. has been the empowerment of a young person to, mm. to speak in. Um, so that's... So that's me answering the question, but I want to push it back to you as well. Mm. How have you responded to some of the, the pushback um, um, or the concern? Yeah. Might be a better word. Definitely allowing them to share their frustrations. Yep. So leaders who might be not okay with it need to be able to say that yep. to us as a leadership team. Mm. Um, a, because they won't be able to make changes if they don't. Mm. Um, but also B, they should be allowed to have their own feelings yep. about what we use. Yep. Um, and, and we want them to be heard as well. So they're allowed to share how they're feeling about it. But I think also having having a hard resource in your hands while you do this curriculum specifically is very useful because there's a fallback. Um, yep. You've got it before Friday nights. Yep. You can read it before Friday nights. You can yep. ask questions before Friday nights. Yeah. I mean, that's on your own back obviously. Yep. But So it's not like, oh, we're doing narrative when they turn up at, yes. you know, 6 o'clock or whatever. Here you go. Or, you know, mm. if youth group starts at 7, 
658. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> here's the book. Here's the, yeah, yeah. Or here's the printout. You know, uh, here's the questions here's I wrote half an hour ago. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. actually helping, helping yeah. them by preparation. Yeah. yeah, so they had those books at the, when we did it, they had the books at the start of the term yeah. and they were always in my office. They could take them home if they wanted to. They can mm. leave them there. They mm. can I can send them a photo. Like it's a, an available resource. Yeah. Um, they can touch tangibly basically, yeah, sure. um, flip and read the pages and flip back again and yeah. all that sort of thing. So I think that's we haven't we haven't had a resource in the past when we've done storing okay. that was like that. Yeah. It was always off our own back the week of. Yeah. Here's the gear. Yeah. Run basically. Yeah. Um so I think having a handout stuff um worked. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um plus I mean that's something that you can here Johnny, you read this now. Or here Sarah, you read that now. So you as can in, pass as it in around. The, around the group. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 So it kind of changes the dynamic from yeah. let me read to you yeah. the thing I was given twenty minutes ago sure. to I've read it. You have a go. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's there's something about seeing leaders uh, feel okay with involving yeah. uh, the the group in, yeah. in in the context of community. And again that and, takes practice. Yeah. Because we haven't mm. always done it either. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So when's it, when is it at its best? Like when have you seen it, seen fruit in young people's lives that you go, oh, this is so good. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm so glad that we're taking this approach. And, and, my, and I guess like there's a bit of a caveat there for me is this mm. is a way yeah. to approach formation. Mm. Um, I, I think it's a really valid and important, mm-hmm. valuable um, <clears throat> uh, kind of uh, mode of how we think about the, the formation of mm. or spiritual formation of us as human beings, young people mm. in particular. Um, and I've already already talked in terms of the empowerment of a young person to be involved in the process. And so there's a sense where I can't help myself but answer my own questions. <laughs> but for you, when have you seen it at its best? What yeah. fruit is there that's been valuable for you? Um, I think the la- <laughs> last, no, term before last when we did Story Bites, um, it took us maybe one or two, probably two, weeks to kind of find our rhythm and routine and how we wanted to structure the night around the resource, um, given that you've only got a certain amount of time and whatever. Um, But then hearing the stories that come out of specifically the Year 12 lads who um, are an interesting bunch at the best of days. What do you mean by that? They have a lot of energy. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. But they're really great guys and I'm excited to have them come as junior leaders next year. I think they'll bring such fresh... Yeah. Fresh life to us, which is yeah. really cool. Yep. Um, and then to hear them engage with it through their their leaders who put in a lot of time, those male leaders who put in a lot of time with them, and then share some of their story yeah, okay. in a safe setting. I mean, they chat, they chat, yeah, they're yeah. friends, they get along, it's fine. Yeah. But then to actually get deep yeah. for those boys is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. In a safe space around story. Yeah. Um, that was just for me. That stood out because I know them as yeah. the loud, you know, lads at the back, and, and then they're capable of this. And when it's when it's stories that uh, shape them and inform their thinking and, yeah. their, and their practice, like you know, sport and and fishing and cars mm, and you know those mm-hmm. sorts of those sorts of maybe stereotypical things that yes. are shaping yeah. their own experience. Mm. Uh, to see a space where God's story is actually shaping that, yeah. and and they've given themselves permission to share some of their own yeah. journey, um, that's that's great. Yeah, really that was good. really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um, They're a good bunch, those boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
uh, so it's been a bit of a long journey for yeah. you in implementing a kind of a narrative approach. Yeah. And and I know that um, it's not just a narrative approach that you use. There's there's a variety of different yeah. things that you you yeah. do in your ministry context. Mm. Um, but if people are wanting to implement a, a kind of narrative approach to formation, mm. what do you suggest? Where do you start? What's the um, yeah yeah where. Yeah, what well, are some guess, of the learnings, I suppose? Yeah, yeah. I think in, in hindsight, and what I didn't do and I wish that I had, and if we go back to a curriculum story as, again, this is what I will do, yeah. um, is actually involve the leadership team and probably run a session from the material oh, just as a, as a leaders group, yeah. like in a leaders meeting on a Monday night or yeah. something, yeah. Um, so that they can experience as the group rather yeah. than as the facilitator yeah. see the material before we get to youth on a friday mm. um but also have that space to ask questions or can we change that or that didn't feel right can we swap it for this place and can we move those two elements around and mm. where are we going to get that gear they can ask all these questions mm. um without having to then jump straight in because it starts in half an hour yeah you know yeah. on a friday yeah. um and i think that would be a really good opportunity to kind of nut out what you want to see in that term if you're using it for a term or yeah. camp or whatever you might be doing um and they also get to have a say yeah like properly yeah into the structure and yeah. the way you use it and the materials even yeah even the who they're going to have in their small group are we going to mix genders are we going to mix year levels what are we going to do yeah. um that's, think, that's the yeah. irony in, in so the, the process of uh this kind of content yeah is is participative and so actually to invite your leaders to participate in how you yes. deliver this is yeah is also valuable, <laughs> valuable as well. and hindsight's 2020 so yeah. next time when we do use something that's what i want to do yeah. i want them to come and try it yeah before we buy it essentially yeah yeah um and have a say yeah from cool. from within the story rather than this is the resource what do you think of that yeah. not having experienced it yeah it's not really a valid question so yeah. Yeah, that would be my rec- one recommendation one and recommendation. I'll be doing that again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try it. That's good. Yeah. 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 It, was there anything else on this on this subject? Um, and I think, and this is this was us over the, I think we did four or five sessions, I reckon, over a term. The more we tried it, the more we kind of got the space to be creative with it. But it was, um, if you don't have enough space for an experience, don't worry. Do it in small groups. Yeah. Like don't you don't have to do it as a big group. Yeah. Change that up or yeah. don't have someone to speak up front. Doesn't matter. Record it. Get them to record yeah. on the Thursday and show it on the Friday. That's great. Like do a video that week. Yeah. Like make music soundtrack to it or something yeah, like yeah. that. Or yeah. um, if you want something for them to take home that's to keep to put in their Bible or their journal, yeah. do postcards with a quote from the questions or something like that that they can show mum and dad or take to school or whatever it might be um the sky's the limit really so there's things you can do to adapt uh, adapt it and make it make it work for your yeah and the more we did it the more we realized that as well we didn't know week one yeah Yeah. but by the end we were like oh we could have done that we could have done that would have been good to do that but i I love that if a resource in particular we're talking about a resource in particular Mm. if we become a platform for people to to expand their ideas yeah. rather than be limited to, or this is what the curriculum yes. says. That's uh, that's a big win. Yeah, and yeah. these are all opportunities to involve other leaders. But yeah. also, if you're going to do a video, like youth can be in that. Yeah, you know, anybody can do anything. Yeah, really. that's great. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Um, I, as we're talking about this, I was I'm reminding myself of a particular 
circumstance that um, really informed kind of uh, for me uh, recognizing the value in a, in a narrative approach to formation and involving people in the mm. in the process. There was a camp that we ran some years ago as a young boy by the name of Will who was on the uh, who's on the spectrum as far as autism goes, and uh, he hadn't been to a camp before would rarely speak publicly yeah. you know we weren't sure whether he was going to stay for the entire time mm. and um uh and, and, and a situation came where we had groups retell the story of um the fall out of genesis 3 oh, yeah. and so they retold it through dramatic mm. uh, oh, okay. performance yeah, right. and um and so one group gets up and a couple of, there were three guys groups and uh, one group gets up and you know the uh, one of the guys is playing God, and and uh, his his response to you know the the consequences of the fall was you know get out of my you know get off my grass get yeah. out of here get out of, so get out of, they were expelling him from the garden. Yep. And it's the same with the second group. There was a really like masculine kind of uh, you know judgmental God. <laughs> you, know, we, you know we don't I don't want to see you here again. <laughs> kind of kind of stuff. And then the third group yeah. was this young boy Will, yeah. who um, he his role was God. Yeah, right. Uh, and uh, again, his context was he wouldn't normally you know do yeah. this, but yeah. somehow he'd said yes to playing right. God. It's a big role. A big, <laughs> big role for a young boy. Um, but he said this, and it, it stuck with me for a long time, and it has it's informed how I view God myself. Yeah, right. Um, he said, "I'm sorry, I cannot let you stay." Oh wow! And so. Here was a moment where a kid you'd least expect yeah. to speak into the life of this community and to teach something about God that others perhaps had never yeah. really, maybe they'd thought of but never mm. really embodied before. Mm -hmm. Here he was embodying that wow. before the group. And um, that was, a. I think, of a lot of moments over the years when we think about how we provide spaces for narrative formation, yep. for God's story to speak in, for us to retell, mm. for us to participate. Uh, that one really sticks out yeah. to me. And uh, I guess my encouragement to people um, as they explore you know, some of what we've been talking mm. about mm -hmm. is to look for those opportunities and to mm. name it when a young person teaches us something mm. to go, you, you're teaching me. Yeah. You know, I'm learning something here. Yeah, that's the whole learning together yeah, thing, isn't that's it? Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So. That'll be my encouragement. Mm. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you. We're talking about narrative formation. Enjoy the rest of your day. Been good. Thanks for listening. Hannah has written a review on our Story Bites resource, and you can suss that out at tansquaredyouthministry.com and search for Story Bites on their blog. And you can access the Story Bites resource at storybites.accessastory.com. You've been with Trav Johnson on the Access to Story podcast, discovering more about faith formation, culture, and the story of God. Remember, follow us on accesstostory.com, or you can catch up with me on travjohnson.com.